Good morning, Sac City. Welcome in to another edition of the Sac City Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined, as always, by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron the Mukes. I am Mukes. It is a beautiful October 3rd morning here in the city. Episode 93 is about to be underway. We are recapping all things week four NFL football football from the footfall. highs. Footfall from the highs to the lows and everything in between. Aaron, how goes it on this beautiful? Well, it's not so beautiful here in Connecticut, but uh, how, how goes it over there? Uh, it's beautiful, man. I don't know what it looks like in Connecticut. I don't even great. care what it looks like out great. here outside in Georgia, but uh, it's beautiful because it was another great week of football. Um, I was successful this weekend, finally, <laughs> in, in, fan, in fantasy football. Uh yeah, I, I finally got 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 things going. Uh, the Cowboys won. Uh, the Braves are getting ready to win Come the on, NL East after trailing the entire season. They're getting ready to win the NL East. This is and this and, is why and, this is why this is why. Well, no, hold on, hold on. You brought it up, and <laughs> since you did, this is why when everyone in like the months of like August and June and July are like, they're like, Oh, this Mets team is different. This Mets team is doing great. Are you excited? And I'm like, no, I'm not excited because when it comes down to it, this is what happens with the Mets. They've had a miserable September. They've had a terrible September, but they're still a really good baseball team. Like at the end of the day, they have a chance to win it all because they got DeGrom. They, if Scherzer gets back, right. Um, they got a a great close. Like these, they're, they're still a really good baseball team. They're still going to have a chance to, to get where they want to go, but yes, they've struggled as of late. But we're not talking about the Mets. We're talking about these guys right here. So um, they're going to wow. win the NL East. I got to watch the Falcons uh, win a very close game. Uh, that was a great game. I got to stay. So it's been a great weekend, and now we get to recap it all. And uh, I'm excited to to talk about the craziness that is the NFL. Yep, wild week it was. We have so much to talk about. Uh, just so if everyone is uh, watching right now and maybe new to the show, uh, we have a uh, 30 minutes of uh, pretty much 30 minutes of, of, of recap of general recap of what happened uh, yesterday in the, on, on Sunday for football. And then we get into our game by game recaps. We are going to um, we, we're going to be talking about every single game, diving into every single team, giving you guys exactly what you want from your team's coverage uh, following our full slate recap. Um just a little note here. Dylan came in second in our DFS yesterday, by the way. I just don't want to look at that because you're talking about doing well in fantasy. Dylan wasn't last well, all day long. Yeah, because he had Travis second. Kelsey. He had, yeah. he had Travis Kelsey and, you know, that that's a thing. And Travis Kelsey's really good at football. Yeah. Um, he, he did. Yeah, Dylan had a, Dylan had his best day. So, yeah. He, he also had Leonard, Leonard Fournette in that one, too. And he got going in the passing late now. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good week. Did not I, win I, though. I, by the way, I, and I know I, I'm not going to be may, may not be on the fantasy show tomorrow, so I'm going to say this now. That's why I wanted to get into um, it. I, whoever I pick as my DFS quarterback, yeah. is going to die or get benched. <laughs> three weeks in a row now. Three weeks in a row since it's been Trey Lance, Tua Tagovailoa, and now Mitch Trubisky. Either die or get benched. Um, so now, from now on, I'm going to pick quarterbacks. I don't want to succeed. Like, I want to play bad, and then they'll, they'll play yeah. bad or get benched or get hurt or something like that. 
I I almost picked Jalen Hurts for reverse psychology of normally normally when I pick players normally when I pick players who are going up against the Jaguars it normally ends up being a bad move for me and then I ended up not picking Jalen Hurts and well we saw what happened yesterday but we're gonna get into that and so much more um, if you haven't followed us already on social media please do so we are at the Sac City Pod on all social media platforms on Facebook Instagram Twitter YouTube and the Tiki Talk make sure you follow like subscribe and share share share. Aaron, let's get in to some. Hold on, hold on here, hold on here. Let's. Where is it? Where's my lower third? I can't find anything. Oh, just, ah! drop the, just drop. Can't deal with this. Can't deal with this streamyard nonsense. Okay. Uh, winners. Let's, let's get into your reactions from Sunday week four. You're going football. backwards. I'm not going backwards. Oh Jesus Christ! We didn't even do morning headlines. We had you know so what? Much- you know, listen, Vinny. You you do a great job. On this show, but sometimes I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm so tired. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Oh, okay. It is now time for some morning headlines. Thank you for the little boost, Aaron. I appreciate it. Uh, we have breaking news just before we went live on the show. Cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, Jimmy Smith is announcing his retirement after 11 seasons in the league. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts on the career of Jimmy Smith with the Baltimore Ravens? And uh, yeah, to go, go into detail for that. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a really good corner in this league. He's one of the better corners in football for a long time, a Super Bowl champion, uh, somebody that I, I was a big fan of, uh, played at Colorado in college. Uh, I always had a, a lot of uh, back or just, uh, admiration for the way he played football started to struggle with injuries towards the back half of his career um since you know obviously 2019 2020 and 2021 wasn't able to get in there and start many games had that big knee injury uh but he was a really good corner for a long time and sometimes players like this go unnoticed and i always want to celebrate people that can stay in the nfl for 11 seasons and play a, a quality level of football uh people do not realize we we look at quarterbacks and we often look at the prime like superstar players and how long they're playing the game. And we're like, Oh man, they played for a long time. The average NFL career is still only three to five years. It is not long. The regular player that just sits there every Sunday goes out and grinds that you don't really hear much about, maybe has some good games, has some bad games. Um, they also are working extremely hard and grind it out. And Jimmy Smith is one of those players. So uh, congratulations to his retirement. Hopefully he got to leave on his own terms and, and gets yeah. to you know pursue other things in his life, but uh, a good career, eleven seasons, and played all eleven with the same team. So that's impressive. Yeah, for sure. And we congratulate Jimmy Smith on a great career. Uh, in other Ravens news, and uh, Ravens discuss. This is more of a Ravens discussion thing and a headline here. Uh, our game of the week yesterday was the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills took down the Ravens in that game. We'll recap that in just a few moments. But after the game. It came down to, or late in the game, I should say, it came down to the Baltimore Ravens deciding whether or not it should be going for a touchdown or going for a field goal to try and seal the deal and win the game. Uh, They chose to go for a touchdown, and it did not work. And this is one of those situations where if it worked, John Harbaugh looks like a a genius. If it doesn't work, he looks like an idiot. And he said this after the game.
So that's what it came down to for John Harbaugh and his decision uh, to go for the touchdown instead of kicking the field goal and getting the points. What was your reaction to that? And what are your thoughts on what John Harbaugh had to say about it? Didn't care. John Harbaugh made it, made a choice, decided I want to get a touchdown. I trust my offense and uh, my defense is going against arguably the best quarterback in football and Josh Allen. And we've seen what Josh Allen was capable of doing over the first four weeks of the season, plus the end of last year when, when they played the Kansas city chiefs. So I had zero issues with it. We do this every week. Um, we pick and choose what coaching decisions we want to criticize based on the success rate. And to me, that's uh, that's a recipe for disaster. So I don't care whether they got it or didn't get it. I'm trusting Lamar Jackson. I was perfectly fine with the decision. So um, I have no issues with John Harbaugh or what his decision was. It was just a decision and it didn't work out. We, we criticize. We criticize coaches for not being aggressive enough. And then we criticize coaches for being too aggressive. Yeah. Uh, you can't just criticize based on the success of the actual decision. So um, despite what all the, the Monday morning coaches and quarterbacks want to, you know, talk about, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in football. They have a really good football team. They were playing a really good opponent, and they decided, to, you know what, put, let's try to put our foot on their throat and, and step on them because we hadn't done that throughout the game when we were up big. And uh, and win the game, and it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, it's it literally it, it is that case of oh, if it works out, oh yay, hooray for John Harbaugh! Look at the balls that he's got, and then it doesn't work out. It's like oh, uh, crucify him, and um, yeah, it just seemed like I mean, it's you're playing the Buffalo Bills, man. You just you have to go out there and try and and, and win, and that's what John Harbaugh had in mind. And he's one of the best coaches in the league. We're not like the, the stop. Like last week, we were just talking about how. He's one of the best coaches in the league. So let's let's pump the brakes. Um, in other news, Aaron Rodgers uh, was in a battle yesterday against New England Patriots and, and led by Bailey Zappi. Led oh, by wait, Bailey oh, I can't wait. Zappi. I can't wait. And uh, they took they went to overtime. It was a battle and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had to pull out a late a late game. Uh, come not late game comeback, but they. They battled back. They won in overtime over the New England Patriots, who are a team that might be lower down on the list of the power rankings. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came out and said after that game, though, that the Packers' current way of winning is not sustainable. They cannot keep winning games like this. Um, they have to find other ways to win because, plain and simple, it's not sustainable. Um, are you... You're, you're, this is this is this is what you want to hear from Aaron Rodgers, right? And they're aware of what's happening and these wins are just they're they're wins, but this is not going to be able to ha- be how it is um, when it comes down to it. Yeah, from an offensive perspective, I think more sweet uh, than overall team concept. Um, their defense did not play great, but uh, I think he does believe in that defense, and I think just from an offensive standpoint, they don't feel comfortable with what they're doing right now, especially Aaron Rodgers. So, um, yeah, I agree with them. I think. They got to get better, but we talk about it all the time. In the NFL, it's hard to win, no matter what. And so when you're going through those transitions of trying to find an identity or trying to find yourself or trying to figure out what's going to work throughout the season, as long as you're still capturing those wins, then it's okay. It's the, it's what we talked about, uh, or it's what I talked about early in the season with Denver. Like I was okay with them trying to figure things out as long as they continue to win football games, but. Once you start losing football games, then you start to kind of put a little bit more pressure on yourself. Okay, we can't do this anymore. But Green Bay's been fortunate since that week one um, debacle that they've been able to, to win. And they've beat some quality opponents. They beat Tampa Bay. You know, they, um, they, they obviously got blown out that week one. 
But when you go to play a Belichick-led New England defense, you have to expect that defense is going to be great. I know I joke about the Patriots all the time not being good, but there's something that's always good on that Patriots team is they're a disciplined football team, and that defense is always going to play hard. Offensively, they lack some stuff, uh, but that's never an easy out. Never, I never once said that they're just going to get stomped by every team. They're just not going to win football games because they're less talented. So um, that's still a good win to me. I still think that the Patriots are a tough out for anybody, and Aaron Rodgers found a way to get it done. It wasn't pretty, but they, they got the job done, and, um, and they're now, what, 3-1? and one? So they're sitting in a good yeah. spot in the NFC North and in the NFC that which is down a little bit this year. I don't. Ha- I, I think they'll be okay, but I do agree with it. Yeah, and I I think that when we get into the overreactions, I didn't want to. I wanted to talk about how I'll, I'll say it for the overreactions. I'll, I'll save my Packers talk for the overreactions. But no, and then one last bit of news: uh, Matt Rule has come out and said he will not discuss a quarterback change. This man will not make it past week eight. This man well, will not make you know it. Past why he week won't eight. though? It makes sense why he won't. It's easy to say that. You know why? Yeah. Because Matt Corral's out for the year. Sam Darnold's still out. Like, they don't have anybody. Else. Are you going to go back to P.J. Walker? Like, um, and it's, it's easy to say that, but I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield is, at some point, is going to be replaced if he keeps continuing to play like this. Or Matt Rule will be replaced. Because Baker Mayfield is not it, Bailey. He ain't it. He is not yeah. it. How many passes can you get batted down at the line of scrimmage? How many times can you throw the ball behind somebody? How inaccurate can you actually be with the football? Let's let's see, let's see if there's a game we can play to figure out how inaccurate you can be, and maybe Baker Mayfield can win because he's inaccurate, he's not good, and the Baker Mayfield experience experiment um, just about over. It, yep. it, it, it's just about over. That defense gave them an opportunity to win that game, and just about yeah yeah every everything is just about over they're about to go into a complete reset uh in carolina in my opinion and he's not going to be he's not going to be around for for a while that that entire core might not be around for a while uh but that is it for our morning headlines let's get into our injury report We know it's time for the injury report, the, the worst part of the week for us. We do not like to talk about injuries, but we have to. <clears throat> Let's start with that game over in London. Uh, tough scene where Lewis seen. Oh, God, you like that? Tough scene there with Lewis seen. Uh, lower leg fracture, carted off. Uh, he's having surgery uh, very similar to the, the leg injury of a Dak Prescott or a Trey Lance. Um, lower leg fracture, not good for Lewis seen. He'll be out for the here. Jamison Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie, both slot receivers for the Buffalo Bills in that game against Baltimore. Uh, Jamison Crowder suffered an ankle injury and Isaiah McKenzie suffered a concussion, uh, I believe it was, or a, some sort of head injury. Um, start to worry about the depth of the Bills receiver position. Maybe you have to start bringing in guys like Khalil Shakir. I'm not sure if he plays that slot role, but uh, you have to worry about some of the depth there. Jeremy Chin of the Carolina Panthers, uh, a hamstring injury. Uh, one of the better safeties in football, kind of unnoticed because he plays on the trash Carolina Panthers with Baker Mayfield starting, but he suffered a hamstring injury, was not able to return. Uh, perhaps the biggest injury when it comes to fantasy perspective, uh, Devontae Williams, knee injury, and they, it is, um, it could be severe. It could be a severe injury. They're getting an MRI today. We haven't got word yet, but um, if that's something that's a season ender or something like that, it's going to be real, real tough for the Broncos because 
He is clearly the best running back in that backfield. Melvin Gordon continues to fumble the football. He got benched for uh, Mike Boone. Uh, Mike Boone couldn't catch the ball. Uh, Denver is in trouble if Javante Williams is missing an extended part of this, um, if not the entire year. And then Randy Gregory, also on the other side of the football, um, suffered a knee injury. Uh, Two big losses there for the Denver Broncos. Shaq Leonard, first game back with the Colts against the Titans, suffered a concussion, and he went out. I saw that injury, and you could tell right away that he was done. Uh, Brian Hoyer, first drive of the game, uh, he suffers a concussion. I'm not laughing at the count for uh, an extended period of time. So Brian Hoyer to the bench, Bailey Zappi in, and also Johnny Smith for the Patriots. Uh, the next one is a list of guys, and they're significant lists. Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, Mark Lewinsky, Julian Love, Kenny Galladay, and Aaron Robinson, and Evan Neal. All of these guys left the game against the Bears. I don't know how the Giants still won that game. It just goes to show you how bad the Bears are. The uh, Bears. But significant injuries there. The Giants can't sustain this type of uh, this type of like brutal just injury to their key position. So uh, you're going to have to see, wonder and see how they come back uh, next week and if any of those guys can get back right. Darius Slay and Jordan Mailata were the two notable ones from the Eagles-Jaguars game to get injured and not return. Whoa, a lot going on over there. Um, I don't even see so, an animal over there. <laughs> There's no animal over into in my kitchen that just knocked down and broke a glass. I don't know what's happening over there. Darius Slay, uh, forearm injury, Jordan Mylotta, shoulder. Terrell Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick, both safeties from Pittsburgh Steelers, were banged up. Minka with a knee and Edmonds with a concussion. Um, Sunday night football, Cameron Brait, Logan Ryan, Carlton Davis all left for Tampa Bay, and they did not return. I think Carlton Davis would be okay with just a finger. Uh, Brait with and Logan Ryan with a foot injury, and then Traylon Burks of the Tennessee Titans uh, had a foot injury, left the game, and did not. So a lot of injuries there. Uh, give you my weekly Dak Prescott update. Stitches out, throwing the football. Getting ready so, to go. So there's a chance he can play this week. I actually do not think he plays this week. I think they save him next week for the Philadelphia. Yeah, and, and why, why, why should he? Cooper Rush is looking like a star. Cooper Rush is looking like an well, absolute star. I'm, I'm kidding. They play, the, they, they play the Rams, so that, that would be a reason why. But yeah, uh, I, think you, I think you'd rather have him against your division opponent. In, yeah. Um, you know, with... with a battle the, for the, the NFC. Like yeah. Yeah, you, want, you, need, you need the win there. And I mean, obviously everyone matters, but... Wait, wait, need, is it week six? Week yeah. five, we're going no. into week five. No, they, I'm saying they play Philly in week six, so we're, you we're let going them rest. Into week five. Yes, you re- let them rest we're this going. week uh, against the Rams. And yeah. Bring them back. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk Cowboys a little bit too. Um, but let's 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 kind of like let's step back. Let's take a whole look. Let's take a look at the big picture here. A week four. View. Yeah, with a what? What's that word? A holistic view. A whole. Oh, how do you spell that? Is it holistic. spelled like phonetically? Whole like it's, like W H O L E and spelled stick? like it. It's spelled like it sounds. Okay, great, great, got it. Well, we'll 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 move the spelling bee aside. Uh, overall, week four takeaways. What 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 did you learn from from week four uh, Sunday football action? Um, I'm starting to learn. I I don't like to say I've learned because. Um, then the next week, something else happens. I'm starting to learn who the really good football teams are. Um, Kansas City's really good. Um, Tampa Bay's really good, despite their loss. 
the Eagles are a good football team. Uh, the Packers, good football team. Starting to see, you're starting to see the separation, and I think that's by week six, week seven, you're gonna know. You're gonna know week in and week out. You're gonna know who's gonna struggle and who's gonna win. And it doesn't mean those games that we talked about early in the season were not like are still gonna be easy outs. It's still gonna be tough to win, but you're gonna see those teams find ways to win those games, and the good, the the below average or average football teams will finally. So. Um, I, I do think there's going to start being a separation here over the next few weeks. I think there's already we've already started to see that that mid all those middle tier teams. That's what they are. They're good enough to win some football games, but not good enough to compete when it matters most. And I think we are now looking at I'm I'm I'm, I'm just throwing a random number out here just based on what we've seen. And it's not, it's not random, but uh, I don't know the exact number. I think there is eight to nine football teams that can win the Super Bowl. Eight to nine football. They have an inside outside chance. Uh, Cincinnati type run last year. The Rams type run. I think there's eight to nine teams that actually can win the Super Bowl. Everybody else, I think, is just playing for funsies. Playing for funsies. <laughs> playing for funsies. I and honestly. Maybe, oh, maybe oh. one show we'll have to uh, we'll have to break down what those teams yeah are, but, yeah maybe but. we'll switch up or, or add another segment to the to the power rankings where we kind of tear it up we go back to basics and we tear it up and talk about who's real and who's not um yeah no i have like that's kind of where i was leaning with these with like learning on like who like they're, they're good teams like i mean there's not well i say it every week there's not that many bad teams in the nfl chicago is bad he, no I, Chicago is bad. That's yeah. it. And that, that's it. Plain and simple. Seattle put up 5 million yards against the Lions this past week. Uh, the Falcons beat the Browns. Well, like, it's, I mean, me, you, and AJ, and Dylan can put up 500 yards against the, the Lions. Like, their, their defense is so bad. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But either way, like, these teams are not, like, as bad as we thought they were. And there's so many – like, everyone, I feel like, is good beside the Bears and um, and finding ways to win – and but you're right there are only a select few that actually look legit and it's funny because during the during the jags game the jags eagles game i had multiple people like talking about because the jags started hot they were up 14 nothing in that game and people were like oh the jags are legit this and that i'm like pump the brakes like it is the first quarter like there's a lot of football left and i do think the jaguars are better are a good team and i don't think sunday was a full uh like their their full capabilities were on display. The weather was bad, but again, we'll talk about that game later. Um, as a whole, though, there's not that many legit teams out there. And when we talk about our power rankings on Wednesday, I feel like we're going to really talk about who's legit and who's not. Um, but I definitely am on board with the fact that there's just a select few that are actually the real deal and that could contend for a Super Bowl and be legit Super Bowl uh, winners at the end of the day. Uh, let's go into the winners and losers uh, from Sunday, though, and we'll start with the winners. Who was your biggest winner from Sunday's action? This is going to sound cheesy, and it's the Buffalo Bills. It is the Buffalo Bills because, because, not, because they played a tough opponent. They did not play well, and they came back and escaped with a win. But are we thinking about the Buffalo Bills differently today if they lose that game? They go to two and two. All the accolades and all the, oh, my God, they're world beaters. Some people picked them to go undefeated and the best team in football. And 
those conversations, uh, they're already dying down, but they die down even more if they're too intense. And, and I think that I think that's big. But let's be honest, they've had one of the more brutal schedules to start the year. When you play the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Rams, like these that's not an easy path when you start a season. So they've been battle tested early and they've come out on the other side. Um, and I think that is what that's my biggest, that's my biggest winner because a lot of these games are tough early on because the NFL wants to, they want to draw attention, right? They want to, they want to draw attention to these games. They want them to get off to a good start. The middle of the season, it could, it dies down a little bit, but has anybody had a harder schedule than, than the bills? Like go at Miami, you go at Baltimore. Like that's a tough, that's a tough start to a season in any stretch of the imagination. And it doesn't get easier for them right away. Like they still go at Chiefs against the Packers two of the next three weeks. So uh, I think the Bills being 3-1 after this four-game stretch so far is is a big win. Um, They showed what they're made of, and they did show and solidify why they're winning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. I mean, I feel like surprise, surprise, they may still be number one on your power rankings list on Wednesday, unless the chiefs from what they did, cause they looked great too. The chiefs are a different breed. Like that's, that's my biggest, my, my biggest winner. Um, like the chalk pick would be the chiefs just because of what they did to the Tampa Buccaneers going into that game. Tampa's defense was looking very good. And Patrick Mahomes made them look like the lions defense basically. Um, and he's just, he's, he's on another level. Patrick Mahomes and this offense is just completely wired differently. And Andy Reed has the, has them going and uh, Eric B both, um, this offense is just unreal. Um, trying to think of who my winner would be from this. I think that would be it. That would be the chalk pick would be, would be Patrick Mahomes, this offense now losing Tyreek Hill, losing all that. It's like, Oh, it's the questions were there. And I think it's finally put to rest that it doesn't matter who Patrick Mahomes is throwing to and who this offense has, as long as he has Travis Kelsey, it does not matter. It does not matter what happens in Kansas city. Um, But who's your biggest loser in this, uh, in this week four action. (sighs) My biggest loser is, I, again, this is weird because it's the worst team in football. It's the Bears, but it's not the Bears. It's Justin Fields. And, I again, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I don't know if he's to blame, uh, but there's a disconnect there. Justin Fields is not – he's not where he needs to be as a, as a quarterback. And we're going to get into some some talk about Zach Wilson later and his struggle against Pittsburgh, but still coming back and finding a way. Or whatever. Like, we're going to get into all these young quarterbacks throughout the season. Justin Fields, that whole that whole offense, that whole thing, it's broken. It does. They have no no identity. They, they. I mean, they. I thought they were just a run first team, but it seems like every week it looks worse. Like I, I couldn't. I'm watching part of that game, and I'm just like, dude, this is the worst football I've seen. This is some of the worst football that I've seen played, and I don't understand why. Justin Fields is a very talented young man, but whatever offensive system they're running um it is not it's not working so uh i i'm i'm disappointed um that i'm that i was right on draft night even though i thought i could be wrong uh that justin fields has not panned out to be what we thought he's he's been and and, you know maybe again maybe he's not to blame but remember we talk about the circumstances in the nfl 
are a big part of your success. If Patrick Mahomes goes to a different organization, he might not be Patrick Mahomes. And I, I don't think people will realize that. Tom Brady is never Tom Brady if he didn't go and find that New England or get drafted by that New England team and he goes somewhere else. Um, we can give all the credit to the players, but at the end of the day, when you get put in a great situation to win and to be successful, it is going to bring the best out of you. And the talent is there for Justin Fields, but he hasn't been put in the best situation, and therefore he's been a bust. And so um, with that, he's my biggest loser, really through four weeks of this season. I, with all the excitement that was surrounding him, um, it's tough to watch that, that Bears football team. Yeah, it's I I just I don't know where like that that's one of the the mysteries in my opinion for the for the season so far is who's really to blame and maybe 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 it's not just one person maybe that's the maybe that's what I'm missing here that it's not just one person or one coach or one one thing in in Chicago that's to blame for the lack of success of this offense is seeing I mean when you're seeing Justin Fields over under for yards be less than 150 yards like that his over under this past week was uh, was over under 142 yards I think it was and like that's absurd to to put that type of over under like that little for a quarterback but that's how it has been for Justin Fields and yet another week of him throwing under 200 yards he did go over he had like I I believe it was like 170 yards but either way it has not been good for Justin Fields uh, and, and this Bears offense and bears team um and it's like you talk about the rest of the 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 league it's like they they are clearly and i don't think it's close the worst team in football like it's not it's not even close i don't know about not being close but they're definitely the worst team yeah uh my my i do want to throw in my biggest loser here um it's the indianapolis colts i cannot get past what the colts are doing and disappoint how disappointing they have been uh, to start the season. And I've been, I've been talking about it before and I've given, I've given the Colts the pass similar to, I guess not similar to what I've been saying about the Broncos. I've been the two teams, the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts, both I've been saying about the Broncos. I'm like, I'm really worried because I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett and I don't like the way this offense has looked for Denver, but I, and I was, I was hard on them for Indianapolis they they've been doing the same thing. Their offense has been really struggling. The team has been really struggling. And I was like, okay, maybe it's them needing an adjustment. Maybe they need to just get used to each other, get, get into a rhythm, find the chemistry, find all that kind of stuff. And uh, through four weeks, I'm done with that. The Colts are, are a, a big loser this week after losing to the Titans 24, 17 at home. They're just not getting the job done. They're just not making plays when they need to. You thought this would be a, a different team now that Matt Ryan's here instead of Carson Wentz. I don't see that many di- that many differences early on between the the team last year and the team this year in terms of being able to winning games. And I am out on the Colts, trying to tell them, trying to say that we need to give them some time because maybe four weeks isn't enough. Maybe maybe I need to give them maybe maybe realistically I should give them. Uh, uh, more time maybe this is an overreaction but I, I i'm out on the colts i don't think that they're going to be able to figure it out i think they missed the playoffs yeah the um <clears throat> that's a good that's a good pick jonathan taylor being banged up too i didn't even put that on the injury report uh high ankle sprain be, yeah that could be that could be huge for them obviously um I, I think the only saving grace for the colts is the division they play in where they're fortunate enough like they're one two and one and they look like crap and you look up in the standings and you're like oh we're a half game back like, you know what I mean? Like, we're less than a half game back of, of the division. Um, I think that's the only saving grace for them. 
because you're you're right. They haven't played very well. They do have the the fortunate division that allows them to stay in it. Um, and you have to imagine that there's going to be these next few weeks going to be real pressing for them to start getting some wins. Um, maybe there's. Uh, I mean, you got next week. You got two disappointing teams playing each other. You got the the Broncos and the Colts going head to head. Um, so they're they're maybe they their schedule does lighten up. Um, I mean, not that it hasn't been light already, but they, the only win they got is actually against the good team that they played, which is the Chiefs, which is super weird. But they get the Broncos, the Jags, the Titans, and the Commanders um, over the next four weeks. Four games when going into that, you might say, "Oh yeah, I'm going to pick all those teams against the Colts," but it's also not going to shock you. The Colts showed up and and beat them. Um, so I, I think that's really their only saving grace. But yeah, right now the Colts have been a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I can't get past the fact that they've just they, uh, and it's another question mark team of like where do you put the blame? And it's just they losing at home against the Tennessee Titans, and I'm excited to talk Titans later. Um, but yeah, biggest loser for me is the Indianapolis Colts. Last thing, last thing I want to hear from you. Put some things to put th- put some things to rest. What's the chatter going on right now that people are overreacting to? That it's like okay, pump the brakes relax um it's still the cooper rush thing in dallas like stop okay cooper rush played well they played the commanders um i'm trying to think of that people overreact to everything that's the thing is every yeah. team has an overreaction right um but i, I think the cooper rushing is a, is a big talking point um uh, what else is going on in the nfl vincent like for an overreaction yeah, I don't really I know mean, that there's I I mean the I think an overreaction right now or an overreaction are things that are being talked about. You could look at uh mm, so I'm saying because Pittsburgh's, most of these teams are black. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe things are more straightforward. Maybe there is no overreactions this week. It's my job to talk about it though. No, I, I get like so I guess the only the one of the other ones that I would have mentioned was be like like you said, the Pittsburgh. Steelers one, but I think it's funny because I want to talk about that when we get to the game, the whole Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky thing. Um, I, I don't know. I, everybody in the league is like this. Like, here's the here's the AFC, here's the NFC, like this. And then you have the Chiefs, Bills, Baltimore, like whoever. And you have, like, the Bears, the Bears, <laughs> the Bears. And everybody else is, like, right in the middle. Yeah. Like, two and one, one and two, two and two. Like, and they're all beating each other and they're all like, yeah. And then there's some three and one teams that you're still not really sold on. Cause they're not looking good when they they're win. The giants. And, uh, <laughs> giants are three and one. Like you don't believe that. Um, but I, I don't know. I, you know what overreaction is, is um, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Both sides of it. Though. The people that are down on them because they're like, oh, this looks ugly, but they're three and one. And then the people that are super high on them, like they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Like both sides are overreacting because you know what Minnesota is? Eh, they're right in the middle of that. They're right in that middle yeah. middle tier. Uh, that offense has not looked like it was supposed to. Uh, yeah. yeah they're, that, above the, not they're above the Giants. They're above, they the, Giants. above the Giants. They're, they're, three, they're three and run, and, you, and you're like, okay, this is – like they're good they're, they they have the talent is is there and and maybe it's maybe it's real like the giants like no one i i don't want to keep disrespect at, at what point do we not disrespect the giants like when they give us a good win is that 
Is that that's probably where we're at? I mean, now now with Daniel Jones being hurt, who knows what ends up happening? Well, Saquon Barkley is their quarterback. Saquon Barkley is their off their entire team. That's kind of what it comes down to. Like Saquon Barkley is their team. Um, but we'll 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 get into that game. Let's uh, quarterback. Uh, he actually played quarterback in the game. Yeah, well, but like also like he now that both Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones are dead, it's down to Davis Webb as their only son, not not even sign. He's on their practice squad. Um, yeah. well, I'm saying but, Saquon Barkley's going to have to play quarterback. Hey, I'm, I, that might that might be a good thing. That might be a good thing uh, for the New York Giants moving forward, even though they're three and one and no one knows how they're three and one, but they are. Um, that does it, though, for our show. Uh, we are going to now get into our recaps if you guys are listening to us on all podcasting platforms we do appreciate it uh write us a review let's let us know what you think of the show also tune into our youtubes we are live at 10 a.m eastern time uh pretty much every day of the week live 10 a.m eastern time just come on over to youtube uh it's a lot of fun but until then until we'll be back again live well not live audio listeners i don't know what when aj puts out the audio so i can't give you any answers he's gonna message Honestly, me Honestly, we don't care this. We, don't, we don't care <laughs> audio listeners go watch on youtube because we don't care there it is shout out aj for clipping the audio we appreciate it uh for everybody though we'll see you tomorrow at some point Thanks for listening to the Sack City Podcast. You made it this far, so you must have liked that show. If you did, go ahead and think of two people you can share this episode with. We can never have too many people in the city. So don't forget to hit that follow button. Sack City. Population. One more.